Welcome to A Writer in Italy, the podcast. I am your host, Michelle Johnston, and this is a little share in the world of travel, books, art, and lifestyle. I live in Australia, yet have long had an attraction to the Mediterranean countries for as long as I can remember. This inspiration has fueled my creative life and given me incredible joy over the years as an artist and a writer. And that is why I have created these shares on journeys that have been made, books that I have loved, and cooking adventures inspired by wonderful food writers. You can find all show notes at michellejohnston.life and follow me on Instagram at a writer in Italy where you can find all of the meanderings and indeed the lure of Italy as the ultimate muse. Thank you for joining me. I love having you here for the journey of Muse Italia. Welcome back to the show. This week I am sharing some inspirations and books that I have been spending time with lately. It is spring here at home. The Manchurians are full of white blossom. The garden is going crazy from all of the rain and it's that time of the year where I get all heady on the seed catalogue for tomatoes and zucchinis. I love spring so it's quite a beautiful time when you're at home. In the meantime these are some books and films that have been very much talking to me. Let's start here. The Art of Excellent Products Obviously, I am interested in Italian culture, so I was curious about this one. But ages ago, I heard a rumor that Riccardo Illy of the Illy Coffee Company was writing a book. I love coffee and I love Italy, so it was a given. But I also sensed this book was bigger than that. Growing up in Trieste, Riccardo Illy shares in the introduction his love of this city, its diversity and international flair. His city is his map, his icon. In fact, when I listened to the intro on Audible, I wanted to hear more about his life in Trieste. Quote, Trieste is a place that lends itself to beauty. I couldn't live anywhere else. End of quote. I love that kind of commitment to a city and a place. This book's philosophy revolves around the word Encanto. I won't give too much away, but if you are interested in why and how that certain Italian brands have succeeded or failed, Illy traverses the climate and lessons in business, sharing his theories and business acumen to deliver a book that makes you not just think smarter, but wiser. It's about the long-term commitment, the care. Why do we love Italian culture? Well, there are many moving parts. Tradition, culture, family, and the sense of heritage, and of course the perennial care and attention to beauty. Beauty can be many things. A place, an object, a garment, a face, a moment. And we know that in Italy, la bella figura is not only a custom, but the Italian way. Riccardo Illy doesn't hold back. He tells us why you will rarely see an Italian wearing a Birkenstock, why Gucci the company was flawed, 
and why it is wise to invest in quality and on and on. I wanted to listen to this to understand how a product can become iconic. What makes you attracted to a company or a business? In my spare time, I work for a person who runs her own interiors and design business. I am curious and fascinated with quality and heritage. It has moved me onto another path, although certainly I had a sense of what is possible. Attention to detail is key. This book is straightforward, intelligent, and a must if you are in business or attempting to sell something, anything. And listen, anyone who says, quote, Italians strongly believe that being surrounded by beauty is beneficial to a happier life, end of quote. Yes, indeed, and there is nothing wrong with that. The book, The Art of Excellent Products, Enchanting Customers with Premium Brand Experiences by Riccardo Illy. I have been so excited to read Francis May's most recent offering in Bookland. I guess knowing the title for some time, thanks to the joys of social media, had me curious. Knowing her work intimately had me tapping the table, biding my time. The gifts continue to pour forth. I think the book, A Place in the World, Finding the Meaning of Home, is like the best of everything Mays has put to paper. All of the years of writing, living, researching, exploring, and discovering the many endless layers of Italy. Of course, it all started with the iconic and best-selling Under the Tuscan Sun. I guess around 30 years ago. The early days of travel, restore a house, the fruit bowl books, but that genre has stuck and for a good reason. Always, Maze hits the right note, a poet at heart and a fool for beauty. Yet Maze is sharp, perceptive and does not suffer fools and certainly knows how to whip a page into submission. Along the way, we have fallen in love with Ed, her husband, and his love of wine, poetry, and the olive, and we have fallen in love with the peach and rose facade of the Villa Bramasoli, the Tuscan home, the once ivy and blackberry-choked villa on a terraced hillside in a lively hilltop Tuscan village, an hour or so from Florence. Most of us have visited the villa on the Strada della Memoria, and why not? We couldn't resist. It is real, very real, but even more so, it is still there, and so is Ed and Francis. And this book, I think, is a testament to the years of nurturing the land, the home, and the life that they created. And that is the thing. What is home? How do we find it, make it, feel it? I sense for the Mays family, it is tied closely to the community the people, the friends, the country, the offerings from the land, the olives, the garden and the cypress that are ever present in the valley and on the road below. All of it, but not just Italy. Mays shares her love of her other homes, past and present, the southern bells, the historic homes, the chapters in her well-lived life on American soil, and how the houses have left a mark the childhood ever-present in her narratives, connecting a sense of place, igniting her writing, and yes, more of the natural world. The magnolias, the gardenias, the heat, the love of architecture, houses, art, history. In this volume on the meaning of finding home, travel narratives are peppered with essays on the southern jewels, the Italian life, and the push and the pull of travel. Always the joy of more. I also think this is one of her most 
personal books, the evocative layers of her life bubble to the surface, shared, remedied, executed, a lyrical, circling and evolving way of life, a way of being. Enjoy sitting on the veranda with a glass of something cold and sweet and the smell of jasmine or Daphne in the air. That's how I am reading it. And on a little note, I have already dog-eared a dozen pages. I was laying in bed early so I could read a chapter or two. I called out to my daughter, Grace, can you bring me a pen? And she came in and she said, you are going to write in the book? You'll ruin it. I laughed and I did it anyway. Yes, I am. I always scroll lines, highlight, asterisk, paragraphs. I love coming back years later to see what spurred me, had me take note. Sure, it's a violent moment for the paper, but I think Francis would approve. Although saying that, it is such a sublime publication, the paper stock and the font, you almost need to write on it. It feels so tactile and divine to turn the page. And if you are into book clubs, you can go to the website francismaysbooks.com to get your hands on the questions and the recipes to take to your book club and ponder with a bunch of like-minded souls. Invite me if you will. I would love to join you. And so, if you haven't already got a copy, the book is A Place in the World, Finding the Meaning of Home by Frances Mays. Now, I have two creative women whom I deeply admire, and I want to talk firstly about Nadia Franito, who I interviewed in episode 55, who has recently released the second edition of her Discovering Vegan Italian, her first cookbook. You might remember me talking about her beautiful creation, A Vegan Summer in Southern Italy, the book that I think is one of the most beautiful travel memoir books I have seen. I told her I thought it was just as stunning as the Silver Spoon series by Faden on Naples and the Amalfi Coast. Both are classy, evocative books that I adore, as I feel deeply like I am on the culinary journey with them when I read them. So go check that out on her website, theveganitaliankitchen.com. Most cooks eventually update their books and new recipes, refine a few. How cool to be putting out a second edition. Her Discovering Vegan Italian book is perfect for those looking for smart ways to create vegan food that sings the notes of Italiano with great alternatives for a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle or if you are like me, who just likes to mix things up as I go. So go and check that out. And next, I have been having a wonderful time recently at the Australian Italian Film Festival, brought to us by St. Ali, delighting in a number of exceptional films. I love cinema, and it's a great way to connect again with Italian culture and to the culture I am most inspired by. It all got me thinking about a young woman that I know who is local to the region where I live. Well, look, I think she's in New York, but I also saw recently that she was in Calabria following her creative dreams, who I'd like to mention a few years back created this gorgeous short film in Calabria. It is called La Torta, and it was filmed by the sea in the south of Italy. Calabria is home to Gabrielle's ancestral heritage and the film residency La Garimba. La Torta is a quirky and colourful film, but you have to watch it for yourself. It's only a short film and it won't take long, 
because it is a dose of beauty and joy and a taste of that Calabrian magic. La Torta won a ton of awards for short film and you can find it in the links to this episode. Hurrah to beautiful artists and dreamers who make their art real. This episode is dedicated to you. Yet, before I wind this up, I cannot help but mention another book. The thing is, I get my inspiration from a myriad of sources. I live a beautiful, creative life, and I love sharing what lights me up. At the core of this inspiration is art, ultimately. Recently, the podcaster, Katie Hessel, of the Great Women Artists podcast, published a book, practically a Bible of sorts, called The Story of Art Without Men, a big title and a big book. A bunch of years ago, she attended an art fair to discover that there were absolutely no women artists represented. This triggered a thought. Hessel wondered to herself, how many women artists can I name off the top of my head? A perfect question. I believe the answer wasn't all that good. And then she got active with an Instagram account that shared only women artists and their work. I think I found her when I was looking for podcasts on either Peggy Guggenheim or Lee Krasner. I can't remember. But lo and behold, I was hooked. And seven years later, her research and dedication became a book. And you have to read it no matter which part of the gender spectrum you live on, because the fact is this book is significant for women. And more so, it is a great read or listen. I have recently listened to the beginning on Audible after I finished my Ricardo Illy, so this is my next dive. And what I love is where she started in Renaissance Italy with two women who she described as, quote, radical Italian women, end of quote. It turns out that St. Catherine of Bologna was a great artist and pioneer, and Propozia di Rossi, both artists of Renaissance Italy time, both lucky to be born in the city of Bologna, a place that acknowledged women as artists. Most women were relegated to muse, wife, domestic support, mothers, or indeed subject matter, or all of the five in one day, but to paint and to create, their work was encouraged and supported. Hessel said, quote, At the time, Bologna was unique in championing the professions of women. End of quote. Hurrah to the late Renaissance. And you know, Renaissance means rebirth or revival. And I think we are in a similar place right now as women, moving from object to subject to writing the story of our lives. I love the title of the first chapter, Painting Herself into the Canon, circa 1500 to 1700. Well, it's an epic book and Hessel's strong voice as a writer and a pioneer for women, dead or alive, dominates this work. I love that history can be rewritten, bring their art and their lives back on the page and the fact that the book is on the bestseller list right now only a few weeks after release, tells me we are hungry for this. We need it. So there you are. You can find it everywhere or listen to her on Audible. And so I hope you enjoyed my little rant on beautiful books. And there is always so much that you can enjoy about a culture, about a country, whether you are there or not. 
And in the meantime, until I get back to Italy and see more and get to share more, this is from me to you. Take care and I'll see you next time.